This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. So, Kate, I asked Jenks this question, and I'm interested to hear your response. What is the appropriate amount of Christmas trees that you should be allowed to have in your home? The line is set at one and a half. It is juiced to the under, the over even money. Are you taking over or under one and a half Christmas trees? Oh, I'm taking the over. Are you kidding me? You can have two Christmas trees. You have one in your main living room that all the presents are under. And then maybe you have a smaller one in the bedroom or in your ch- your kid's room. Like your kids should have a tiny little Christmas tree in the room. It doesn't have to be a real one, but that's great. I say definitely over one and a half. I, feel, I clearly feel very passionate about that as well. I didn't realize uh, I cared so much, but yes, over one and a half. Yeah, it sounds like you're taking the over two and a half for like plus okay. 170. Oh, you give me plus 170 on over two and a half? Give me all the trees. I love it. See, I think that it is appropriate to have two trees, but I don't think I'm all in on the bedroom Christmas trees because like nobody sees it. And I also don't hang out in my bedroom. I guess it depends on how nice your bedroom is. Because I try to keep my, like, living room area pretty clean because people see it. But my bedroom, woof. I don't know about that. So do you have a Christmas tree in your bedroom? A disaster. No, I do not. But growing up, um, me and all my siblings, my mom would put, like, just these small little trees. We each had our own. And they Mm -hmm. were fake, so we just reused them every year. But we each had our own little small Christmas tree in our room, and it was so special. Like, the season would come around, and we'd put up the big family Christmas tree, and then we'd all have our little ones with the lights. So, like, when you're a kid and you need a light nightlight, like, my Christmas tree was my nightlight growing up. So I hope to, once I have children down the road, give them a Christmas tree right now. My bedroom is way too like messy and just kind of like, it sounds like yours is the dumping ground for everything when you don't want it in the <laughs> living room. And um, so a Christmas tree, that's just not in the cards for us uh, this year. Not at all in the main room. Uh, yes, but not better. Right. My bedroom is, I have that chair and we all have this chair yep, that you put the, the clothes on that are like not dirty enough to put in the dirty clothes hamper, hamper, but not clean enough to hang up. And so I just have like this massive pile of clothes on the chair in my room. Uh, all right, so let's get to our next guest. Let's get to Mark Drumheller uh, joining us now. He is the new host of Bringing Home the Hardware with you, Kate. Congrats on the new podcast, uh, highlighting the best of the futures markets when it comes to the awards across all professional and college sports. So Mark, number one, congrats on the new podcast. And number two, how many Christmas trees are the right amount? Are you taking the over one and a half or the under? 
I don't I don't know if I can take the under with Kate having that, you know, passionate response. Do I really want to be <laughs> yeah, in a hot water on, you know, right before we release the podcast? I'm not so sure. But no, I agree. Like if you're talking full Christmas tree, like I, I we have one. Mm -hmm. I like to have one, but my daughter does have a little one in her room. We got a little one in the window for everybody to walk by, you know, and see that sort of stuff. So I, I think, you know, you can have some little ones around the house. One big one's enough for me. I, I don't need more than one big one, but hey, to each his own. Whatever you need to do to get yourself into the Christmas spirit, I'm on board with. Yeah, I have a problem with people who like to have a problem with the way you decorate your house. Like, it's my house. I'll do whatever I want. If I want to put up 10 Christmas trees, I'm gonna. Uh, but for the record, I do have two Christmas trees, and that's why I asked. I got a new one for the entryway. Uh, it's not full size, but it's relatively big. So that is why I asked. All right. So we have a huge matchup in the NFC this week. We kind of referenced it in the last segment, and you know who I'm on. Uh, but we know you're in Philadelphia. You know a ton about the Eagles. So bottom line, do you think this is situationally too tough of a spot for the Eagles this week? Or do you think the magic continues for Jalen Hurts and company? Uh, could be both. Could be both. I mean, we'll see. But I agree with you. Like, situationally, like, this is an atrocious spot. And I think when the Eagles schedule came out, everybody looked at this spot. And a lot of people were like, oh, I don't know. You know, the, the, those that were backing Dallas to win the NFC East pointed to this part of the schedule because, you know, you have to go to Kansas City. Then you got to play Buffalo in a short week. Now we tack on overtime, right? You know, the players are on the field, you know, an extra and the emotion of that game. Now you got to get up again. You have to play the 49ers. And after this week, they got to go to Dallas. And Dallas is playing tonight. So Dallas is going to be, you know, off the mini buy with the Thursday night game. So I think as Eagles fans, we look at it like if we can get out of this three and one, it's a massive win. Now, you know, is that loss going to come against San Francisco or are they just going to, you know, be able to beat San Francisco and then just be completely out of gas next week at Dallas, uh, you know, in another huge game? So um, I, I think it's tough. I, I think the number. At three, I wouldn't lay three with San Francisco against a quarterback who won 30 of his last 34 starts, you know, 27 and two over his last 29. The Eagles have been finding ways to win. And I think that, you know, some of the narrative you hear is you'll hear terms thrown out like lucky or just surviving. And I don't think that's the case when you look at Jalen Hurts. Like, I think, you know, finding ways to win these close games can be very valuable, especially the deeper you get into the season when you get into the playoffs. Um you know, but it, they're going to have to – when these two teams play, it comes down to who controls the line of scrimmage. And I'm just wondering if the Eagles' offensive line is going to have enough gas after next week. So, I haven't bet it yet. If it gets over three, I will definitely be betting the Eagles. I may bet Philadelphia at three, but uh, it's going to be a tremendous game either way. Mark, um, first of all, excited for our podcast this afternoon. We're doing our first, recording our first episode, so that will be out later today for anyone who's interested. Uh, we might talk a little bit of Jalen Hurts for MVP, but in this game today, Eagles secondary has not been great this season. What's been the the biggest issue in them, you know, defending the pass and opposing wide receivers? Yeah, so I think some of it is, you know, you had a new quarter in, coordinator in there. There's a little bit of adjustments, and it's just a matter of, like, you know, hey, uh, the Philadelphia's defense is built on the pass rush and, and the pass rush getting home. So that that's going to be a key part of it. And that's one of the things, you know, you're a little bit worried about if you're backing the Eagles in this game is that up front, you know, Fletcher Cox, 
you know, banged up. Looks like, you know, he hasn't been practicing. He's probably not going to be able to go. Jordan Davis. So they do have some injuries across the defensive line here. Um, can the other guys step up? You know, they, they, they use a rotation. Hassan Reddick, um, obviously, you know, had the big hit on Purdy that knocked him out of the game last year. Uh, you know, can he step up in this spot? But it's really more about with these two teams. The San Francisco secondary isn't great either. It's going to come down to, you know, which – which defensive line can get the most pressure on quarterback. And that's somewhere where Jalen Hurts has struggled a little bit last year. We knew Kansas City was going to do that. They sent the house on them. And, you know, the key for the Eagles, really, when teams do that, is they have to hit those explosive plays down the field. They have to hit, you know, the A.J. Brown, you know, 30 yards down the field. The Devonta Smith, he had the big touchdown, or he might have went down at the one-yard line against Kansas City. But, um, you know, you you get the picture. Like, they're going to send everybody at Hurts, and Hurts has kind of struggled a little bit in that situation. That's a big difference between this year and last year. Um, so he's going to have to get better at hitting those deep balls um, if they're going to, you know, be able to win this game against San Francisco. Okay, so I know you guys are going to talk about the MVP market on your show because it's all about futures, but I want to talk about it now because clearly Jalen Hurts is one of the front runners to win it. But the surprising thing that I have seen this week is a lot of the talking heads talking about Dak Prescott winning the MVP. And I get it. He has great numbers. He has been piling up the stats on bad teams, uh, especially at home this season. But it feels to me if the Eagles continue to win – you cannot give this award to Dak Prescott when you have Jalen Hurts on the other end that continues to do it, you know, in these close games. So do you think Jalen Hurts is the deserving favorite for MVP here? I do. I really do. I think at this point, but I, I think we're going to see it really get tight as the season goes on. I mean, you know, again, what's the narrative going to be if San Francisco does win this game, right? It's going to be, hey, you know, the Eagles can't beat San Francisco with Brock Purdy because they knocked them out in the NFC Championship when they won that game. And you're, I think you could see Purdy's number, like, climb here and get closer to the pack, closer to Jackson, closer to Mahomes, closer to Hurts, um, if they come out with the win because they look like, you know, one of the most dominated dominating teams in the NFL. And Dallas on the other side, like, what they have is – numbers right like like they lead the nfl in margin of victory you know they've you know they're playing seattle tonight they've covered their last three games as double digit favorites they put up a ton of points they beat teams by a ton of points especially at home but like miami they haven't really done it against the great teams right they fell short when they came to philadelphia that was a game where i thought the ending kind of eagles let them back in that game they kind of you know pretty much had the game in hand until the back end of the fourth quarter so i, I think you know, Prescott, if they can beat Philadelphia, you know, we, we talked about how that's going to be a bad spot next week, week too. That might be the game that has people looking at him a little bit different. Like, hey, maybe he can beat the good teams. I think if Prescott's going to win this, he'll, he'll likely need some help from Hurts to, like, he'll need Hurts to kind of mm -hmm. not perform as, as well down the stretch. Um, Mark, in terms of props for this game, Jalen Hurts, uh, anytime touchdown is a little juice minus 135. He has been, I mean, two rushing touchdowns in Sunday's win against Buffalo. Uh, first quarterback in NFL history with at least 10 rushing TDs in three straight seasons. Like, is that a prop that you would continue to look at or would you go more for his, you know, passing touchdowns over one and a half, anything there? Yeah, I think that, you know, you kind of have to play Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown, right? I mean, even at the odds at minus 135, you're, you're told it's less than a 60% implied probability. And and he just seems to, every time they get down there, they they find a way to the one-yard line and they're going to find a way into the end zone. 
Um, Lane Johnson seems to be a go. So, like, the offensive line, I think, is is going to be fine in here. It's really the defensive line that I'm worried about. So, I think that makes sense. But I touched on, you know, their need to hit explosive plays. So, I, I would look at – if you're going to look at Eagles props, look at it, you know, from that direction, right? Longest completion or maybe, you know – A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith yards or, or touchdowns for those guys because I really think that that's going to be, you know, what they need to do if they're going to score a ton of points is they got to hit those long shots to those guys. So um, I would probably look more in that direction. But, yeah, I mean, anything under 60 percent applied to probability, like it, it's hard not to bet Hurts for these anytime touchdowns because he's the play once they get down there. Oh, for sure. And he has been cash money in that regard. Okay, up open-ended here. Are there any other mm -hmm. games across the slate that have caught your eye? Well, you'll like this one, Chelsea. Um, I like the over oh, no. in the uh, Titans-Colts game. Last time they played, these teams uh, combined for 39 points, which is a little bit under the total now, but there were 777 yards in that game. And the Titans, they score a ton of points at home, 24 points per game at home as opposed to, I think, only about 12 on the road. I think it's because they oh. hear Chelsea out there. Even, even when she's at home, they hear Chelsea. That's why they're building the dome. They want to cut that noise down. But, uh, you know, li listen, I think that this is a game that's going to be over. Colts defense, not great. Titans defense, obviously, having a lot of struggles. So, I like the over in this game. I think we're going to see some points. I know unders have been hitting a ton this year, but we're starting to see that balance out a little bit more. So, I think we'll see points here. So, I like the over in the uh, Colts-Titans. How about tonight, Mark? We have Cowboys and Seahawks. Cowboys laying a big number, nine at home but they've dominated at home and they've dominated against poor teams at home and i think seattle's kind of a poor team are you in the same boat i am yeah and it's 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 hard to bet the cowboys at this number like this is a really big number but like i mentioned before like they blow teams out especially at home they lead the nfl as far as margin of victory is concerned and um like I said, covered three straight big numbers as double-digit favorites. So, uh, you know, and when we look at the matchup on the field, it's really about Seattle's defense. Like, uh, you know, can Seattle's defense slow down this Cowboys offense? Because the Seattle's offense is going to have some trouble. The offensive line's banged up. Geno Smith seems to be banged up a little bit. And that's going to be, you know, blood in the water for those Sharks on the Cowboys defensive line, Micah Parsons. Um, so I think they're going to be able to get a lot of pressure on Geno it's hard to lay this big a number, but it does feel like it's justified here. I haven't decided how I'm going to play it yet. Do I want to play Cowboys team total over? Do I want to lay the big number? Not really sure, but uh, it definitely seems like everything's pointing to Dallas.